the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Love. Courage. Truth. Glenn Beck. All right, I'd like to give you an update on CPAC. Uh, I don't know who's booking the speakers and attendees for CPAC this year, but maybe it's Steve Bannon. I don't, I'm, I'm not sure. You know what? Maybe Steve Bannon stole one of those, you know, mask machines from Mission Impossible. It could be. And he and he has made himself into somebody else, the booking agent at CPAC. Because that's the only explanation that I'll accept. For starters, why are we importing European right wing populists, Marine uh, or Marion Le Pen from France's National Front, Nigel Farage from UK Independence Party, Sebastian Gorka, who worked in the Hungary, uh, the Hungarian politics and had ties to the far right. Now, I can't see a reason to invite any of these three to the American conservative conference unless we've gone European conservative. European populism and European nationalism is rearing its ugly head. And we have always preached as conservatives that there is a difference between European conservatives and the right and the European right and the American right. Anybody else remember that? So what are they doing? Steve Bannon is out of the White House, but his friends are still showing up at CPAC. Bannon has called the Marion Le Pen uh, thing a she's a rising star. And this is a good thing. By the way, um, he attended a campaign rally with uh, Nigel Farage last September. Oh, and he worked with Gorka at the White House and at Breitbart. I mean, I'm not saying that Steve Bannon is running around CPAC in a Matt Schlapp mask, but I don't know what happened to my friend Matt Schlapp. In addition to the European populace, there's also a growing list of peculiar attendees. One CPAC panel in particular includes a list of characters so odd that they should change the name from social media censorship to chilling with the funky bunch. The panelists include Pamela Geller. She's the organizer of the Mohammed cartoon contest. There's mainstream for you. James O'Keefe. Okay. And then you have Jim Hoft. Now, who is Jim Hoft? What a panel this is going to be. We're certainly going to get the truth here because Jim Hoff is the founder of the Gateway Pundit. He has been caught printing lies so many times that he could almost be called the inventor of fake news. Let me give you let me give you just a, a, a little bit on on Hoft. Hoft recently was called out by Alex Jones. In fact, let me read this <clears throat> from Infowars. This is fake news, and Gateway Pundit should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> That's from Infowars. Does CPAC and the board of directors have anything to say about what's going on right now? 
board of directors, are you signing off on all of these speakers and invitees? I'm curious because you're rolling out a pretty impressive list of European populist agitators and known fake news pushers. If this is that bad now, I mean, imagine what CPAC is going to look like in four years. If all of this is sanctioned by the entire body of the American Conservative Union, I'm sorry. But I am not a conservative. I'm not going down the European far right, the European conservative road. It's Wednesday, February 21st. This is the Glenn Beck program. Billy Graham has passed away. He was... 99. I remember Billy Graham from my childhood. <clears throat> my grandparents, I think, almost dressed up to sit in front of the television and watch his crusades. And as kids, we were like, oh, no, not a crusade again. Because grandma and grandpa would, I mean, we had to eat dinner early. We lived in the West. We'd eat dinner early and we would watch the crusades. And so my, my earliest memories of Billy Graham are all connected to my grandparents. He was a man from a different time. Billy Graham uh, is probably the only televangelist that didn't discredit himself. He prayed with presidents think since FDR, Truman, Eisenhower, Kennedy, Johnson, Nixon, all the way to George W. Bush. I've told the story before about the time that I met him. I, I for about a year, I had been feeling I, 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 there's some, I have to talk to Billy Graham about something, and I don't know what it is. And a friend of mine said, well, have you called him? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I've called him. He, he's not, you know, <laughs> he's not interested. And then I was standing in the lobby of my office, and we were about to tell Fox that we were leaving. And I thought to myself, I just, I have to talk to Billy Graham. And I said that to who I was, the guy I was talking to by there by the elevators. I just have to talk to him. Have you tried calling? Yes, I've tried calling him. That afternoon, Billy Graham called my office and said, could you come to my house on Sunday? Uh, okay. Do you have an address? Can I put it in my GPS? I, I've never been there before. We got all dressed up. He was casual. And I took my family. 
And at first, Billy and I were only supposed to meet for about 30 minutes. And we went into his office and we sat down. And we started to talk. And I'll, I'll never forget, he sat really close. He had me pull my chair really right next to him. And I, and I said to him, Billy, I, I don't know, I don't know what we're supposed to, what I'm supposed to get out of this, but I, I felt compelled that I'm, I'm supposed to talk to you about something. And he started to cry. And he said, I am so sorry. I feel like I failed you. I said, why would you say that? And he said, I haven't prayed. I haven't prayed for the answer that you're looking for. I said, Reverend Graham, you know better than that. It'll appear. My biggest regret is that we... He helped me. I'm not sure I helped him in any way, shape, or form. He said to me, Glenn, I, I have one more sermon in me. Something that's keeping me up at night. I just have to address America. I, I have one more sermon. And I listened to him with such passion. He said, America has got to hear my message. He said, but I don't know, humbly, he said, I don't know if anybody would buy a ticket or come to see me. And he said, I just don't have the energy to put it all together. I said, Reverend Graham, I just booked Cowboy Stadium in Dallas. Just sold all the tickets. And I know I was supposed to do it. I, I don't know yet what the Lord wants me to say. But I know he's telling me now, take it. It's already sold. People are already coming. I don't even have to show up. Just take it. Preach your sermon. His eyes lit up. For about two weeks, I talked to his daughter, Ruth. She said he was, he was up and you know, rehearsing his voice. And in the end, he decided that he didn't have the strength to do it. But his message was, America, come back to God. Turn away from all of this and come back to God. It's your last call. We talked about life and we talked about mistakes and 
he was he was very emotional in our we both were he said i've made so many mistakes i've done so many things wrong he said but i tried i really tried and i've asked forgiveness every step of the way and then he looked at me and with piercing blue eyes he leaned right into me and he said i am not afraid to die with joy i know where i'm going i know there's forgiveness all of my mistakes i have begged the lord to forgive and i know him and i'm not afraid it was one of the most powerful moments i've ever had billy graham was not your typical preacher billy graham was a friend of mine billy graham I told him I was leaving Fox, and he said, what? Let me call Rupert. And I said, no, 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 no. It's my choice. He said, that doesn't sound like something that comes from God. Why would you? Why would you do that? I said, we've prayed on it an awful lot. That doesn't sound like something the Lord would tell you. Somebody in the room said, well, you know that he's Mormon as a slam. Billy looked at that individual and said, I'm quite aware of that. He turned around and he grabbed my hand and he said, tell me how you know. I told him. He said, tell me about your relationship with Christ and with God and I told him and we were both crying and he held my hand and slapped the top of it and he looked to the other person in the room and said he sure sounds Christian to me it was shortly after that that the Mormons were removed from the I don't know witchcraft list or whatever that list was he was open and kind and giving america has lost a spiritual father A man of real joy. A man without guile. A man who prayed for our country every single day. A man who had seen a lot and believed we were capable of much greater things. A man who worried that we were dividing ourselves. And a man who is calling us back to reason. Billy Graham.
99. Well done, good and faithful servant. So markets are beginning to price in a potential interest rate hike in March. It looks like there are uh, four of them coming this year. Uh, I was reading some things last night in the financial uh, world, and it, uh, the Fed is is going to be cranking these rates up this year. It is really important that you are organized in your finance. Um, that you know what you're doing with your financing for your mortgage. If you have a adjustable rate, please lock that rate in. Uh, if you have, uh, if you haven't refinanced your home, get the lower interest rate right now. It'll save you a buttload of money uh, and lock that rate in. Do it right now, please. Now is the time to start shopping for loan programs and rates. And you can get started by calling the salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing. With American Financing, straightforward and effortless mortgage experiences happen every single day. So call them. American Financing. America's home for home loans. American Financing at 800-906-2440. Call them now. Or write this number down. 800 800- 906-2440 or online at AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Glenn Beck Mercury. Glenn Beck. We're going to talk gun control, um, a new polling that is out, uh, some real common sense and slavery. We've got it all today. So uh, stand by. I, I, I was just thinking about um, Billy Graham and, um, you know, the interesting thing, I found out that he was a horrible liar. Um, we were sitting, he, he had asked me, he came up really close to me and grabs my hand and looks at me real sincere. And he says, can I ask you a question? Yes. Do you like P.F. Chang's? He <laughs> <laughs> said yes. And he invited us uh, to stay and uh, and have P.F. Chang's with him. Uh, we ended up spending the afternoon with him, and he was such a wonderful man. And we were sitting at the table, and um, uh, I have the same uh, eye problems that he had. Um, mine is not progressing his was and um he had told me he said i you know i have now this is right after my diagnosis and i uh and he said you know i just went in for this thing i have this i have this problem with my eyes and i i said um uh what is it and he told me and i said i was just diagnosed with that but he wasn't looking at me and i didn't say it loud enough for him to hear and he said so i just went in and they told me that it was not going to be any big deal and uh they stuck a needle in my eye and they're doing all these things. He said it was the most frightening and agonizing thing I have ever felt. I'm just ashen. The guy sitting on the other side on the good ear says, um, Billy, uh, Glenn has that same condition. He was just diagnosed. 
And he looked at him, and then he looked at me, and he went, oh, that procedure's nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Billy, not a good liar, which is what I want in a preacher. Back in a second. Glenn Beck, Mercury. A lot of people have issues with pain in their ears and you know you think it's something serious you have to go to the doctors maybe but maybe not maybe you could take an easy step and just clean your ears in a more efficient manner uh, right now we're kind of told hey well use q-tips but the q-tip company prints on their box all the uses for q-tips and you know what it doesn't say clean your inner ear that's not what they're for q-tips aren't supposed to be used that way the wax rx system has a different approach they have special wax softening drops to break down ear wax inside the ear and they have specifically engineered pump with a unique tip just to gently deliver the perfect amount of cleansing pressure to flush the wax away plus they have the ph condition formula which rinses and soothes your ears making for the ultimate most complete earwax removal system possible go to usewaxrx.com right now Order your reusable earwash system today and use the offer code radio. They're going to ship it to your door for free. Usewaxrx.com, promo code radio. It's usewaxrx.com. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. You know, I want to I want to play a couple of uh, pieces of audio that um, I find sad really sad uh here's here's joy behar on the view talking about mike pence and his faith well it's one thing to talk to jesus it's another thing when jesus talks to you exactly okay well that's different that's called mental illness if i'm not correct but no, I'm, I'm hearing <laughs> voices yeah no um no, it's it's not called mental illness. It's a relationship with God, and um, anybody who uh, is is praying knows that the Lord speaks to all of us, but you know, usually not in a "Hey, Mike" kind of thing. But that's what cartoonists like Joy Behar want people to believe that Christians believe it's not what we believe. And I actually feel bad for Joy Behar because she is living in self-imposed ignorance. She's living in this world where she's only hearing her point of view and she's only hearing from people who think like her. And so she has no experience. I have experience with people like Joy Behar and I, well, I don't have friends like Joy Behar. I do have friends who are atheists. I have friends who are non-believers. I have many friends who are New Yorkers um, that don't believe the same thing I do. I can't say that Joy Behar probably has the same eclectic group of friends that she can draw off of, or she wouldn't say things like this. Pence felt he had to respond, uh, and here was his response. Those of us in public life uh, are pretty accustomed to criticism. Um, but, but when I heard that ABC had a program that likened my Christianity to mental illness, I just couldn't be silent. My Christian faith is probably the most important thing in my life. I, I do try and start every day reading the Bible. My wife and I try and have a prayer together before I leave the house every morning. But I do think I'm a very 
typical American. I think people of all different faith traditions that cherish their faith in God and uh, to have ABC have a forum uh, that spoke in such demeaning terms, I think it's evidence of how out of touch some in the mainstream media are with the faith and values of the American people. As as he points out, I mean, this is a choice that ABC Disney is is making uh, and and tolerating and they would not tolerate that with any other faith. And it's it's sad and it and it needs to it needs to stop. Everett Piper is a uh, is a friend of the program and a friend of mine. He has been the president of Oakley, uh, Oklahoma Wesleyan University uh, for the last 15 years. He's kind of America's Jordan Peterson. Uh, welcome to the program, uh, Dr. Piper. How are you? Glenn, I'm always honored to be on your show. Thank you for having me. Thank you. What are, what are your thoughts on this? Well, you know, it's just more and more of the same duplicity and hypocrisy that we see from the progressive left. For example, let's just look at a couple words that the progressives use often. Bigotry. They call you, they call me, they call anyone that disagrees with them who has a contrary idea a bigot. Well, the definition of a bigot is intolerance based toward others based on their ideas. Well, don't you think that maybe Behar is the poster child of a bigot? Phobia. They claim that every time you disagree with them, that you're a phobic, that you have a phobia, uh, Islamophobia, homophobia, etc. Well, first of all, a disagreement does not mean I'm afraid of you. If I disagree with you, Glenn, that doesn't mean I fear you or are afraid of you. It, wants, it means I want to debate your ideas, and I might have a contrary idea to, to yours or to Behar's or someone else's. So they conflate these definitions. They act like bigots when they rail against bigotry. They are phobic when they claim everybody else has a phobia when they disagree, because if she thinks phobia is synonymous with disagreement, she obviously disagrees with Christianity, therefore she's a Christophobe. She's afraid of Christians. You know, it's an arrogant suggestion that anyone who believes that they can communicate with God and God can communicate with them, i.e. most traditional Orthodox Christians, they claim that we're mentally ill. So I have a question of Behar. Was Moses mentally ill? Was Abraham mentally ill? How about Jeremiah, Isaiah, Samuel, St. Paul, Jude, Peter, John? Were they mentally ill? If so, the Bible was written by those who were mentally ill, and all of church history is askew as the result of that. This is a very arrogant claim. And one more thing, and I'll say this and I'll take a breath. It shows ignorance of her own religion, because she later on in that clip says, I wonder if Mike Pence has to have his wife present when he prays to Mary Magdalene. Well, first of all, Catholics don't pray to saints. They ask for intercession. They don't pray to the saint. It would be like asking you to intercede for them if somebody, if they had cancer, they'd ask you to pray for them. That's the Catholic tradition of prayer. They ask the saints to intercede for them before God. They don't pray to the saints. So Behar, who claims to be a Catholic, doesn't even understand her own religion. And then she turns around and mocks Pence for what we've called the Billy Graham rule, and that is the common sense of not being alone with a woman unless somebody else is there to hold you accountable. She mocks Pence by suggesting that he has to have wife, his wife present when he, quote-unquote, prays to Mary Magdalene. This is arrogant. It shows evidence that she doesn't even understand the own religion that she claims, and it's phobia and it's bigotry. It's the antithesis of what she claims to believe in terms of tolerance. And she, it's, she can't tolerate those in, with those she finds intolerant. She hates those hateful people. She's sure that nothing is sure. She's absolutely confident. There are no absolutes. It's self-duplicity. It implodes on itself. This is the progressive worldview. So here's the um, here's the interesting thing on the you know does he need his wife present? 
Um, boys, the world would sure be a better place if uh, some of these guys, uh, you know, had their wife or a another person, a woman present in the room while they were molesting women or whatever it is that they're doing. I, I don't understand how you can be a part of the Me Too movement and then condemn a man who says, look, I, I just want to have, be with my wife. I don't want to be alone with a woman. Um, how is that a bad thing in the Me Too world? Um, the, the other thing is, um, uh, Everett, so what do we do with this besides get mad? What do we do with this? I think we reclaim the high ground of the definition of words. And you've said this on your program many a time. He who defines the terms always wins the debate. We need to reclaim the high ground of the definition of our words. Let's define objectively what bigotry is. Let's define objectively what phobia is. I wrote a book a few years ago, and I titled it Why I'm a Liberal and Other Conservative Ideas. Now, why did I do that? Because as a classical conservative, I'm, mis- I'm, I'm more of a classical liberal than my left-of-center counterpart because I believe in liberty and liberation and freedom and justice, and I believe those things have to be grounded in an objective, self-evident truth that's endowed to us by our Creator, i.e. Scripture. So it, it, when we rest in the words of Christ, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. We enjoy more liberty rather than less. Mike Pence isn't being confined. He isn't losing his job. He isn't uh, being prosecuted for sexual harassment and sexual assault right now. Why? Because he's agreed before his God to honor a standard above himself, and he realizes there's a measuring rod outside of those things being measured, or you can do no measuring, and therefore he's got more freedom rather than less. So we need to reclaim the high ground of these words and define the terms and realize that we win. You know, Jesus defined himself as an alphabet, the word made flesh and dwelling among us, the alpha and omega. Why? Because there's power in words. That's the solution. Reclaim the high ground in the debate by defining the terms objectively. Ever, do you... Um, uh, I, I think America is at this place to where no one has really described our unum in a long time, from e pluribus unum. Um, we're, now e, uh, we're now e pluribus pluribus. Um, and... Uh, we're staying many and we're celebrating that we're many and that we're other and that we're separate. Our, our unum really is the common sense ideas uh, that, um, you know, are the basis of the Declaration of Independence and the Bill of Rights. Those things that we uh, we believe are self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they have a right to life and, and property um, that, you know, you can't be scooped up in the middle of the night. You have a right for free speech and free press. Um, we believe in in those things and they bring us together. However, nobody's really articulating those things in a contemporary way. And so what's happening is progressivism has brought us into this modern world because they've piggybacked on to the the modernization of of the world and they've um, uh, they've ridden it through the you know eugenics times all the way through today. However, we're at a place now to where people are starting to say, "Wait a minute, I I don't I don't like where this is taking us. I I'm comfortable. I'm I I don't want to be a bigot. I don't want to hate people. I don't. That's not who we are. I agree with those. Let's be kind to one another. However. 
they're starting to see this is a religion to people on the left. When I have to believe that there are 93 different genders, I don't want to go there. So America is stuck in this place to where they don't want to go forward with the progressives because they're, I believe they're beginning to be afraid of them. And nobody's articulating a way back to common sense. And so they're stuck. You know, you use the word unum, and that's very critical. You know, C.S. Lewis talked of first things, and others have done likewise, first and second things. And he claimed, rightfully so, that when you put first things first, you get those in full measure. But when you put second things first, you get neither the second nor the first. You forfeit both. Now, what does that mean? The university is called a university and not a diversity for a reason. The classical liberal arts model was a model to unify us within the unity of truth, not divide us. We didn't celebrate diversity. We celebrated the university. I have, wait, 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 wait. Are you making this up or is that really the root? I've never heard that. Is that, is well, that really the root? Stop and think about the root word. We're talking about verity and we're talking about unity. Una verity, una versity, una veritas. It's the unity of truth. Go back and look at the etymology of the word. It's the unity of virtue and veritas and verities. It's unity, not division. And when we start focusing on the second things, diversity, diversity isn't necessarily bad, but you don't get that second thing until you focus on the first. When you, Jesus told us, the first shall be last and the last shall be first. We need to recognize that selfishness always results in vengeance and vice. It never results in veritas and virtue. And when we focus on self, diversity, division, we're never going to have unity as a people. Well, that was worth the price of admission just there. Everett Piper, thank you so much. You can find him at everettpiper.com, everettpiper.com. Uh, thank you so much, and uh, God bless. Any thoughts before we let you loose on uh, the loss of Billy Graham? Oh, uh, welcome home. Welcome home, thou good and faithful servant. You fought the good fight. You finished the race. You won the prize for which Christ has called you heavenward. Good for you. Welcome home, Brother Graham. I want to talk to you about Simply Safe. I love these people at Simply Safe. They are—they're the—they're just the best. Um, they started with us. Uh, I first met them when I think they had ten employees, and I have watched them transform into the fastest-growing home security company in the nation. Now protecting over two million homes, uh, they've released their brand new home security system. It's the all-new Simply Safe. It's been completely redesigned, completely rebuilt. It has safeguards now against the powder, power outages or uh, downed Wi-Fi or cut landlines. Um, you just can't destroy this thing. You can't stop it from calling the police or alerting the people at the, at the house. It's been completely redesigned, but here's the best part. You get the same great price. The same great price uh, for monthly uh, monitoring is $14.99. $14.99 every month, and there's no contract. You own the system. You control your life. You say, I don't have the 14 bucks, or I just don't want to pay for it. You can move it from your apartment to your house. It is easy. There's no wiring. It's the new way of doing it. It's the simple way of protecting your family. It's the right way to protect your family. 
It's the uh, fiscally responsible way to protect your family. It's Simply Safe. Go to simplysafebeck.com. Go there now. You can see the system and see how much money you're going to save. Simplysafebeck.com. Glenn Beck Mercury. Glenn Beck. Sometimes I just look at the news and I think we are not going to survive and not because we can't handle it because the the news media is just an absolute wreck. Now, let me give you something that you can make a difference on. There are three things that uh, Donald Trump is is planning on doing um, with uh, with gun legislation. And uh, you just have to be aware of it and make sure that if you disagree, you call the White House and let him know um, he listens to his constituents. Yeah. So what is he planning on doing? He's been, and he's been polling his friends about this as well from multiple reports. Uh, three things he's talking about doing, getting rid of bump stock. That he announced uh, last night that he was going to try to ban that. I'm not sure he can do that constitutionally, but we'll talk about it. I, I, I don't have a problem with it myself. But um, he, uh, he is looking at expanding background checks, uh, and he is looking to raise the eligibility for gun purchases to 21 from 18. Uh, those three, he is, he is. They have floated, um, you know, through their, you know, through the media uh, as possibilities. Uh, that's it's the type of stuff that if you believe that that's an infringement on your right to go, uh, own firearms, there's not an actual uh, part of the Second Amendment that says it's okay for a little infringement. A little infringement clause <laughs> is not a little infringement is not necessarily okay with the Constitution. But uh, if you believe that you don't want those things, that's the time to make your voice heard. Because Trump has done this many times, where he kind of came out and floated a, a position that might be uncomfortable for conservatives. He's heard the voice of conservatives, and he's come back to that side. Yeah. So if you are a big Second Amendment person, now is the time to make your voice heard on that. Right. So um, you really need to make your voice heard because there are new polls out uh, that are. Uh, not necessarily encouraging for conservatives or Republicans. In fact, it's very encouraging uh, news for the Democrats, and we'll give you that poll coming up. Glenn Beck, Mercury. Love, courage, truth. Glenn We are a country of laws, laws that have been overlooked, abandoned and neglected. We don't follow them when it comes to immigration. We don't follow them when it comes to health care. We don't follow them when it comes to guns in the fallout. The latest school shooting, the call for more gun control has now reached a fever pitch. There are reports today that Donald Trump is considering going along with some of these first changes he's going to raise the eligibility for gun purchases to 21 he's looking at expanding background checks and he's announced he's wanting to ban bump stocks he says he's enforcing uh the gun laws that we already have there will be several severe limitations on automatic weapons um most recently in 1986 private ownership of fully automatic weapons has been almost entirely banned However, fully automatic weapon is one where you pull the trigger once and it continues to fire. 
The bump stock was created in 2001, and it helps you pull the trigger faster. So it's unclear how a bump stock could be covered by this law. Last night, Trump signed a memorandum directing the attorney general to propose regulations to ban all devices that turn legal weapons into fully automatic weapons. I support that. Dianne Feinstein and the NRA have expressed support. Almost everyone supports this at some level. Just because it infringes your right just a little bit. Uh Uh-oh. Infringement. Infringement isn't okay in the Second Amendment. Regardless, disturbed individuals will find a way to kill by any means necessary. They'll kill you with a spoon if they have to. I think we learned that on 9-11. Nothing, and I mean nothing, will stop people from committing unimaginable horror if they have their heart set on darkness. It is... um, It is... It has gone on since the beginning of time. It will continue till the end of time. But enforcing the laws we already have is a really good step. So is following up on the tips that tell you who the shooters will be. Let's hope this is more than a trend. It's Wednesday, February 21st. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This interview began several months ago. And it began uh, on a day that I was flying, I think, to Thailand uh, with... um, with OUR and Tim Ballard. And we were sitting in my office and somebody came in and said, Glenn, we have this, this video, this viral video. And I, I think you should see it. Uh, do we have it? Can we, can we play it? We have not played it before. Uh, it is supposed that this is a, uh, Young girl, probably six years old. She is being taken in Syria in a place where they are harvesting organs. Um, You can see her parents uh, are already uh, dead. And let's see, we don't need to show any more of this. The first question that I had when I was shown this was, is this real? The answer at the time was, we're not sure if this is authentic. My next question was probably more important. Is this stuff really happening? Are we taking Christians, or not us, is ISIS and others taking Christians? We know they're enslaving them. Are they actually harvesting them for organs now? That was the question that Tim Ballard was uh, charged to see if he could track down and find uh, with the Nazarene Fund. Welcome to the program, Tim. How are you? I'm doing good, but this is, you know, I spent 16 years fighting human trafficking, and I thought I'd seen everything. This is a whole nother level, Glenn, what we're seeing happening right now in this region with this with these children, with this organ harvesting. 
And the answer is absolutely yes. We can't confirm. We still can't authenticate 100% that video. But that video was the gateway that led us into the investigation. We have confirmed and we have the evidence. We've already rescued people from uh, these makeshift organ harvesting Hospitals. Hospitals, quote unquote. Yeah. They're not putting them. This is my understanding. First, let me bring in Dave Lopez. He is the uh, uh, director of operations for the Nazarene Fund. How are Thank you doing, you, Dave? Glenn. It's good to see you. Good, good to Glenn. see you. Um, um, I know that we have video and, and, and photographs of these organ harvesting makeshift hospitals. We're not showing them, are we? Uh, not yet. Yeah, okay. We are going to. We just give us a couple more weeks. I don't, yeah. I, I'm not necessarily yeah. wanting to see them, right. but I, I, I know that I just wanted to um, express to the audience that we have photographic evidence now that our people have taken uh, of these. They're just they're what, what are they, Dave? They're just like tents, the makeshift. Yeah, they're makeshift hospitals. They're mobile so they can take them down quickly and put them up somewhere else. So these are these are popping up all over the place. We do have visual confirmation and video. And well. how are they? Who are they taking? They're just taking. Who are they taking? So there's a few different ways they lure people in. Um, and our our guys on the ground have been giving us some amazing. They've been doing some amazing work, putting their lives on the line to get this information. But they're leading people along and saying that they can. That they'll give you X amount of money for a certain organ, a kidney that you that you don't need right? They get them on the hook that way. Then they get them to come to an undisclosed location. And then they take all of it. Then they say, we need a blindfold you to take you there. And they, they go along with this. Right. And then by the end of it, the, the person obviously is all their organs are so, vital organs. We also have these, there's ISIS commanders <clears throat> who are targeting Christians in the streets, hitting them with their cars, causing minor damage. And then saying, we have to take them to the hospital. And the parents are saying, no, don't take them to the hospital. They've, they've commandeered actual you know, more kind of regular hospitals. Right. People going with minor injuries never come out. They go in for the broken arm. They say, Sorry, they died. Yep. We have the evidence that this is this is happening, and it's happening in these power vacuums where there's there's no control. I mean, every other day, another person, another group is in control. Whether it's ISIS or some element of the Syrian government or the or the rebel, the the, the rebel factions. And so there's no. We're the only ones in there. Look, digging. We are the only group that I know of that's in there digging and finding this. That's why this is really breaking news that this is happening. Can we show one of the rescues? Can you take us to one of the rescues? We have video of, of a rescue. Yes, this is um, the, the video that we, we rescued. Uh, so this is, we rescued three people, okay? They're uh, Christians and Yazidis. Look at them. And they were... In these, uh, one of these kind of makeshift hospitals, uh, we weren't able to, uh, we can't tell you where this is, where this yeah, yeah, was yeah, happening, yeah. Uh, but we couldn't get the actual bad guys in this case because of certain political situations happening, but we were able to go in and pull these people out before they were uh, actually cut. Uh, got them out. They're in, they're in our safe houses right now. They're, I mean, you can see them. Play, the, play that again at the beginning. You can see when they first start coming out how they're shaking. Oh, yeah. They're they, terrified. They, they couldn't speak for probably 48 hours. They wouldn't even talk because they knew what was about to happen to them. Um, now, the, these, these hospitals, from what I understand, there's no anesthesia or anything. They're just Oh, no. They're not going to waste time. Yeah, they're, they're just, not going to waste time or money on that. Yeah, no. they're strapping you down and taking your heart. That's right. And you're alive until they they cut it. That's right.
um, how widespread is this? And do we know if other countries, and don't say the other countries' uh, names, but do we know other countries are involved in this? There are, there are other countries in, involved, not necessarily the governments of those countries, of course. Uh, criminal organizations involved working with ISIS or elements of ISIS. Um, uh, and and it's, it's, it's widespread enough that, I mean, they, they have to have a market for this. So they're taking these organs and moving them quickly uh, to people who, who, who want that. Uh, in in the region or nearby, uh, and we're still we're still we're still digging. I mean, we're not by any means, yeah. Uh, you know, at, at the bottom of this, but it is real. It's happening, and we've already rescued people from it. So, and there are there are steps, uh, technological steps, and we'll leave it at that. That have been taken already yes. to start to track. That's right, people. Um, so, what is the plan? The plan is, you know, this is to continue to uh to dig and dig and dig we we have work i can't give too much but i'm gonna be back in a couple weeks um we we believe we're 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 close to taking another one down completely that we have our eyes on uh we're excited about that and we'll report on that um in the meantime we are trying to get there's there's still hundreds thousands of these christian uh, women and children who were taken by isis and 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 taken back into syria after uh you know the, the the good guys pushed them out of, of of Kurdistan, but those kids went with them, and they're there. So we're trying to do preemptive strikes against organ harvesting or sex slavery, and we just pulled out in the last couple of weeks ten more, ten more. I got. I mean, look, I can't show. I mean, this is. Oh, is this this is in the because I I received the confidential report. Can you? Yeah, I I have uh, I have those. Uh, I wish yeah. we could. Could you tell some of the stories? Well, there these kids are. There's five years old, seven years. There's ten of them. There's children. They, they were taken mostly between three and five years. There were yeah. there were there were thirty six year old female, seven year old male, five year old male, nine year old male, eight year old female, seven year old female, uh, thirteen, five, seven, seventeen. My gosh, they man. were they were they were at least about, average three to four years in captivity under under ISIS, ISIS control oh my gosh and we just pulled them out just and a couple weeks wh- ago. what was happening to these kids they well it's 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 just horrifying I mean they take these kids they're the they're Christian kids they're Yazidi kids they are according to, to ISIS they are animals and so they yeah. do whatever they want they're sex slaves uh, they are on the the block for you know their auction they're, they're, for it to be sold any way possible including organ harvesting anything else uh, and we have a long list of people who are still I mean, we're so doing operations can... right now as we speak. We have uh, there's over there's over but over 300, right, Dave? 320. So as, as we speak right now, there's 320 that are moving right now. Christians and Yazidis that are that are being moved right now. And, and everyone, Wait, what do you mean being moved? Right so now? they're being moved out of out of two different regions. One in Syria by us, the good guys. By us, yeah. we're we're moving them out. And, and part of the issue is um, obviously everyone knows what ISIS has been doing to these organizations, but now we have a new threat. Um, and, and since uh, the Iranian, you know, yeah. back elements are there, now we have uh, al-Hesht al-Shabi, which is doing the same thing, more on the Shia mindset, doing the same thing to the Christians and the Yazidis. They have no good horse in the race. So they are caught between ISIS persecution and now al-Hesht al-Shabi. And so we have got to get these people out. They're actually moving right now, 320. We should have them by next week. I think we'll have all 320 out. 
and in safe places. But pray, we need to pray for them right now. This is happening right now. They're still in harm's way now. Right, that's right correct. now, that's correct. Okay. Um, uh, here's what I would like you to do. Um, if we, 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 my daughter said to me this weekend, she went to a place where they were selling, uh, only products that, um, were guaranteed to have no slave labor. And, um, she started talking to the woman that owned the store and, and she said, you know, sadly, the number one thing people say to me is, what do you mean slave labor? There's no slaves anymore. There are slaves. There are slaves all around the world. Uh, and it's remarkable. Uh, there are more slaves in captivity today and in use today, if you will, uh, than there were during the entire 400-year period of Western slave trade combined. This is a special uh, case uh, of, of slavery and horror that is, is happening just because you're subhuman, you're Christian, uh, you're Yazidi, you're not Muslim, Sunni, or Shia enough. Those people are in harm's way, and um, the organ harvesting that is happening now with Christians is not being told by anyone. It is, um, I don't know, you can draw your own conclusions why the media isn't covering this and why they don't care. But I know you do. And the Nazarene Fund is doing everything it can to move into a very dangerous um, uh, situation. I mean, we've, we've lost two people uh, so far in these operations. Who are these people that are doing this, Dave? Who are the people that are, I mean, without describing them, I mean, can you? People on our, on, on our side. These are amazing partners that, um, that our people have taken uh, years, many years to cultivate the right relationships on the ground. Um, they are just brave people from all different walks of life. Some of them, some of them Syrian Christians, some of them, uh, some of them Muslim. You know, they come in from different backgrounds of people that are that are there helping us on the ground. But they're all locals. Yes, absolutely. I mean, they have to be. When we extract these these victims, we're taking them through eighteen checkpoints because every faction, every tribe, creates this false checkpoint. And if you can't, if you don't know the right people or know how to get through it, you're stuck. We know how to get through it. I mean, eighteen checkpoints to go probably a hundred miles to, into safety, um, and that's what our guys are doing right now. Jeez, how? F- how frightening is it to go a hundred miles through eighteen checkpoints after you've rescued? Oh yeah, it's insane. And different check every one of them, a different checkpoint, a different authority. At many times, you need many different players with you to get through all those different checkpoints. Holy the logistics cow. are just. just but our out, guys go right through. We, I mean, we they go right through because they're they're the right guys. They know the the right players. We have a team that's just it's it's unbelievable. And they're they're nameless. They're faceless, and no one will ever know who they are. But 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 uh, but us and they are they're miracle men, really. And you are responsible for it. If you are a member of the uh, Nazarene Fund by your donation, um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, the um, thousands of voices that you have preserved and saved um, that are still speaking today is because of you. If you would like to get involved, I want you to go to the nazarenefund.org the nazarenefund.org and please become an abolitionist join us on this dare i say it crusade to save people uh from slavery the horrors of slavery and now organ harvesting tonight on tv um 
Are you guys joining me if to, tonight? Well, no, tonight we tomorrow have. Is, yeah, tomorrow night you're going to be joining us. Um, tonight we have a um, uh, another special. Uh, these three women <clears throat> that we've been focusing on this week that have been rescued that are some of the most amazing women I've I've ever seen. We'll talk about that uh, coming up. First, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. When you thought cyber com- uh, criminals couldn't stoop any lower, they're now stealing and selling social security numbers and other personal information of infants. Holy cow, man. Uh, the reason why they steal it from infants is because it's going to be years before, you know, they're taking out a mortgage or getting a loan or or getting their first job. And then once your kid grows up and is 15, 16, 17 years old, they realize their entire identity has been stolen and destroyed. Well, there is a way to stop this. It is LifeLock, LifeLock.com. They have new LifeLock identity theft protection that adds the power of Norton security to help you protect against the threats to your identity and your devices that you can't easily see or fix on your own. And if there is a problem, their agents are going to work to fix it. No one can stop all cyber threats, prevent all identity theft, or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock with Norton Security can uncover the threats you might miss. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK. Use the promo code BECK, 1-800-LIFELOCK. Promo code BECK, you'll save an extra 10%. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Glenn Beck Mercury. Glenn Beck. We are uh, talking to Dave Lopez, Nazarene Fund uh, Director of Operation and the uh, founder and CEO of Operation Underground Railroad and the chairman of the uh, Nazarene Fund, Tim Ballard, uh, about the rescues that are happening now in uh, Syria because of you with the Nazarene Fund. You just you just rescued a girl. How old was she? She well, she, she's now in her early twenties, but she was taken while she was in in her teens. Teens, yeah. She was sold at least seven times to different ISIS elements as a sex slave, raped innumerable times. We got her out. Uh, we've we've been. She's been in one of our rehabilitation facilities, and she recently she says, "I'm ready to tell my story." We interviewed her just yesterday. Wow! And we will have that interview. What did she you. say? I can't wait to hear that you, interview. It's it's to, to go through what she did. And, and and she just represents one of the thousands who are still out there in this captivity, in this captivity where they're they're confronted every day with with rape, with the possibility of their organs being cut out. I mean, it's just it's, it's devastating. Hell. It's hell. It's hell. Um, and you can help by going to the nazarenefund.org, nazarenefund.org. Some really uplifting uh, stories. Also, we're going to share those coming up. Glenn Beck, Mercury. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is purported to be a video uh, of a a young girl who they are about to harvest organs uh, from her parents have already been taken uh, and they supposedly are harvesting her 
we don't we can't verify this uh, uh, video. Um, we we can tell you that this stuff is actually okay. We can stop it. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Stop that! Yeah. Ooh. Um. <laughs> I I don't know if I made it that far the first time I saw that video. Um. So they're they're um, not using uh, anesthesia uh, that little girl if that is an actual video um of what it purports to be um that that is the way it is happening um we have dave lopez the nazarene fund director of operations and uh, tim ballard who is uh, the chairman of the nazarene fund and founder and ceo of operation underground railroad um and you guys have been looking into the organ harvesting i want to show a video you'll be able to hear some of the audio here we'll show this tomorrow night on television um but uh here is these are our operatives um going into a place where they were holding people to have their organs harvest you see them tied up with bags over their head uh and they're going to be uh told to um go you know how many people are involved um this is a different video than what we've already seen. There it is. This is this is our guys going in the dead of night. It was the only time that the captors left for a minute, and yeah. they were watching, and they they had minutes to get them out, get going, and get them out, and they were successful. Um, and they're not in the dead of night. They're not laying down. They're they're still on their knees, oh, yeah. just tied up. Um, and so they're rescued. These are Christians and Yazidis that were about to have their organs harvested for cash. That's the kind of brutality that is happening in the Middle East. And you, because of you and your donation to the Nazarene Fund, we're saving them. And Dave, there's nobody else doing this. No, no, there's no one else that is that is going after this illicit network right now. I have in uh, a confidential report that the U.S. and Iraqi forces refused to get involved in rescuing um, do you know that to be true? Uh, I've, heard, I've heard the same report, and I, I cannot, I, I personally, personally can't, can't. Ver, uh, verify it, but I've, I've heard the same thing as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, so we're the only one. For some reason, the world doesn't care about this. I mean, this is this is Schindler's List kind of stuff. Yep. This is going in in the middle of the night and rescuing people. Uh, and I just think it's a noble, noble cause that even $5 uh, we'll put your name in the book of life. I, I'm convinced of it. This is God's work. Um, you can you can donate at the NazareneFund.org. But these people are not just Christians, Tim. Right. I mean, this is this is our heritage. I mean, the the people that we're rescuing, pulling out of these these places, they can chart their family history to the first century. I mean, these are the Jewish people who followed Jesus and, and, and became Christians and then settled these Christian areas. That's what's being attacked. You're reading literally about their ancestors when we read the Bible. That's right. That's right. And a lot of them want to go back, and we're actually facilitating a lot of them to bring them back into the zones now that ISIS has been pushed out. And we want them back. We want them to, re, to resettle, to, to continue to build their history, which is all of our history. Well, Al-Kush is where I think I went. We closed down the first uh, refugee camp, um, and uh, it, was a, it was a pretty terrifying place then, uh, and that was before it really got bad. But the people there, tell, tell a story about the priest uh, that 
that is one of our partners that that saved the relics of a prophet. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, ISIS wants to obliterate our history, so they're finding these sacred Christian, Jewish Christian, even Muslim sites. I mean, these are prophets like Nahum that that bring everyone together. And Jonah. Uh, and Jonah, they, they they blew up Jonah's tomb already. The ISIS did, and they were coming for Nahum's. And this 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 noble Catholic priest went in, took the bones of Nahum, ran him into the to the desert, into the hills, buried them in a safe place that only he knew about. And so when ISIS came, they couldn't they couldn't find him. We've since he since has gone back and put those those bones back in their place. Um, but I mean, these people they understand the the power of history and the power of this heritage, and that's also what we are doing is trying to preserve that for 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 everybody. Yeah, because it's uh, they are literally trying to erase the people and then any traces of the people of God. No, so these Chaldean these Chaldean priests they they took over I think in 1948. It was for a long time this site. Um, the, 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 the caretakers were the Jewish people until 1948, and they left, and the Christians took it over. But these are sites that are common uh, for Muslims, for Christians, for Jews. These are sites where everyone can come together and, and agree on our past, and these are prophets that are revered by all the major three religions. And it's just, a, I mean... So why s- is ISIS trying to destroy that? Just because, I, because these shrines were taking, made by Jews and, and cared for by Christians? I think, it's all t- I think to them it's about replacing the history and, and making sure that any other claims of history... Are, are eradicated from, from the region. I think it's a simple power play so that the history is erased, that people can start new with their caliphate concept, and, and no one asks any more questions about the history. So we have, quote, defeated ISIS. So what's the problem, Tim? Well, they still exist in, in pockets. I mean, they, what they did is they just went back into Syria, into the places where they're, they're just power vacuums. There's places throughout Syria where no one controls. And a lot of these guys also just went back in, you know, took off their black garb and went back into the population. Yeah, it's it's constant. It the threats are constant. They come from different groups popping up. But the comp, the only thing that's common, the only thing that doesn't change is the Christians who are always going to be the ones who are persecuted by whoever is in power. So unless we go in and extract them and rehabilitate them, they're 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 done. We put a really aggressive goal uh, together. Um, we're trying to raise uh, twenty five million dollars. It's more than we have raised for the Nazarene Fund. Um, that would be j- j- over double uh, what we have already raised, and we are a long, long way uh, from meeting those goals. This is not something where we get corporate donations or anything else. This is all coming in in five dollar bills, um, and. You know, as Dave said, we're the only ones on the ground doing this. I I don't know why, but we are. And um, if you if you want to be a part of saving these Christians, you want to be a part of getting them to safety, getting them um, recovery. Please join us at the Nazarene dot org, the Nazarene dot org. When I say recovery, can we talk a little bit about, like, this week we have been playing um, the interviews that I did when I went down to Mexico. The strongest women I've ever met, by far. And I've met strong women. I'm married to a strong woman. Uh, These women are remarkable. They were um, slaves, literal, you know, what do you call them? Labor slaves and sex slaves. That's right, yeah. Um, And... uh, 
one of them would not even say that they were a slave. And I said at the very end, I said, hold up a blank piece of paper and I want you to say your name and say, I was a slave, but my life is a blank, a blank sheet of paper and I'm the only author of my story. Uh, She said, no. And I said, why? And this was the labor slave. Okay. The one who had burn marks all over her face and her neck and chain marks all over her. Um, She said, because people say I was a slave, that didn't make me a slave. Holy cow. Holy cow. How refreshing is that to hear? Not a victim, even in slavery. But this came at a high price to um, get these women help. And most organizations don't do this. They just rescue and then say, well, there you are. But they have to have aftercare. The aftercare is the most important part. It's the most important part of our mission. We won't even lift a finger, as you know, in an operation unless that aftercare part is set up completely, ready to receive those victims who will become survivors and become thrivers. And and it's a long-term thing. We, we, we're going to have them until they're on their own. And and that's what we set, set them up for. As, as you saw, you've seen our aftercare partners and they're, they're the best of the best in the world. These uh, These three women that we're featuring on the show this week, these three women uh, are all uh, part of the Forbes 100 Most Powerful Women of Mexico now. I mean, it's, it's remarkable. One of them uh, was invited to speak to all of the heads of all of the major religions. I mean, everybody was there, including the Pope, and it was happening in Rome. And uh, she stood up and she was talking about something. I've seen the video. And about halfway through, she said, you know, I feel like I need to pray for you. And she prayed for them. I can't even imagine the cojones it takes to say to the Pope, you know what? I'm going to keep you in my prayers, buddy, because uh, you really need them. Uh, it was it was it's quite amazing what these women have turned into. They're they're real leaders um, uh, of hope. And that's thanks to uh, O.U.R. and and people like you who are um, contributing Tim, uh, we'll have you on tomorrow for television. We appreciate the work that you do. I, I would, uh, I, I know that we're not alone praying for you every night. When we say our prayers as a family, we pray for all of the guys who are operating all over the world, trying to rescue these people as well as the slaves themselves. You're doing good work. Thank you. Thank you. Glenn. Thank you. Glenn. God bless. The NazareneFund.org. The NazareneFund.org. Um, uh, Tim and Dave will join us tomorrow on television at 5 p.m., uh, an episode you don't want to miss with the video um, of the rescues. And um, just an amazing story that the world has yet to hear. Blinds.com is the best at what they do. Instead of, um, you know, me blabbing on and telling you about my experience, which you already probably know, let me uh, tell you the experience of Mark from Arizona. He said, I heard about Blinds.com through Glenn Beck. I had faith in his suggestion, so I contacted them. Amazing service, quick delivery, and installation was a breeze. They look fantastic. I ordered more two weeks later, and I feel exactly the same. I'm going to tell all my friends. 
This is really why Blinds.com is the largest online dealer of window coverings. For blind shades, shutters, drapes, you can upgrade your home at a really reasonable price. Free shipping, free design consultation, plus they'll guide you through the installation step by step. Find out yourself why over 20 million Americans have trusted Blinds.com, making them the number one on the online re- retailer for custom window coverings. And now through the 25th of this month, say, what's the date today, Stu? Nobody knows. Does anybody know the date? 21st. 21st. So just a couple more days. Save up to 20% site-wide when you go to Blinds.com slash Beck. Just a couple of days left in this sale. Blinds.com slash Beck. Rules and restrictions do apply. Glenn Beck Mercury. Glenn Beck. We lost Billy Graham last night, uh, which is a happy day for him and a happy day uh, in some ways for his family, Um, but uh, a sad day for us. Uh, Billy Graham, if if you're not my age, you might think he was just, oh, he's one of those televangelists. No, Mm -mm. he was Billy Graham. Uh, He was a he was a cut above and a, a, a just a different kind of man. Everybody, everybody else is a cheap knockoff of Billy Graham. And I say that with respect to uh, the others, but they would even tell you cheap knockoff of Billy Graham. Remarkable, remarkable man. Um, there's a couple of other things that uh, we've uh, sent destroyers into the Black Sea to send Russia a message. Um, things are are heating up on that front. Um, the media is still not giving you the full story on, uh, on Russia and what it means. The media is now starting to uh, go to people's houses and say, did you know that you were doing a pro-Trump rally uh, and it was financed by Russia? Uh, yeah, MSNBC, CNN, did you know that... You were promoting an anti-Trump rally that was paid for and organized by Russia as well. Imagine an indictment comes out that shows that, Glenn, you were promoting something like that, something that was a pro- I would be all Trumper over right. it, saying, oh, my gosh. I can't believe that happened to us. This is, here are the details. I mean, we talked about it. They, they, the very early things that this agency did with Russia, one of the things they did was to plant pro-Putin comments on theblaze.com. We told you about it at the time, and we told you about it recently again as it popped back up in the news. Now, it didn't affect our coverage at all. It was just in the comments section. But still, they targeted the Blaze specifically, and this shows this has nothing to do with Trump. People were trying to make this about Trump. It's it's not about that. It it was much bigger and earlier than that. This is about sowing the seeds of discontent. It is why they funded pro-Trump and anti-Trump rallies. But if you are on record promoting one of these rallies, and then you have the gall to go out and find someone else who's in the same report, who did the same thing, and go harass them on their lawn, that is inexplicable. It's just unbelievable. Come on, guys. you got to do better than that. Yeah, it's unbelievable. But expected. Also, in the news, uh, Donald Trump is talking about some uh, new things for gun control. Uh, we we need to explain all of them because on the surface, okay, more background checks, okay, better background checks. 
Um, okay, raising the the limit on when you can buy a gun. Okay, let's talk about that. There's some things that you have to be aware of. And then if you're against them, you need to let the president know. Or if you support them, let the president know. But he listens to his supporters. And also a very disturbing report. Uh, a new poll of America is out. We get to that next. Glenn Beck, Mercury. Love, courage, truth. Glenn Beck. The nonstop media narrative right now is that teenagers are finally going to get gun control laws passed in America. These teens are going to get done with the dumb adults and politicians just refuse to do. Well, there's more to this story. For conservatives, um, even a hint of criticism at this uh, national moment is a lose-lose situation. But let's be really clear. If you are mocking the teenagers, uh, and especially the teenagers from Parkland, Florida, and what they're doing, you're, you're it's moronic. Stop it. Stop. Um, let's talk about the whole movement here. Kids want new gun control laws and that's because they're reeling from the horrific murders at their school natural reaction they're venting and the momentum of their emotions is taking them to tallahassee tallahassee and washington dc to demand that lawmakers act it's just what teenagers do especially when they're being exploited the criticism of this is 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 aimed at the ridiculous exploitation of these teenagers and their grief by the mainstream media and now Hollywood. They can't get enough of the teens' emotional appeals for gun controls. The media cannot stop gushing about the urgency and civic engagement of these teens. But they're only interested in the right kind of activism. They don't care that last month thousands of teenagers participated in the march for life in washington what was the difference those were teenagers marching for the protection of children what's the difference here we all know the difference the disgusting part of this scene is not the teenagers chanting for stricter gun control they're exercising their first amendment right It's the mainstream media that is cheering and urging them on so they can continue exploiting their tears. They're cheering for them because they see these teenagers as their avenue to accomplish a key part of the left's controlling agenda. And because the cameras are still rolling, it further inflames the rhetoric and the teams feel validated and empowered and they want to keep it going. And now in comes Steven Spielberg and the Hollywood Horde. He's going to pay for all of it. He's going to make sure that it's that they get there. And who's organizing it? The women's march organizers. My gosh, this sounds totally grassroots. The media is starry-eyed over the upcoming March for Our Lives in Washington D.C. They're going to cover it. They're going to cover it wall to wall. And they're never going to find anything at all wrong with it. Then there's the National School Walkout organized by the Women's March. No agenda there, except love for everybody. Well, except for 
love for NRA members, conservatives, men, anyone who disagrees with them. Look, America wants to talk about solutions, so let's talk about solutions. Let's have the conversation the teens are calling for. Let's figure out ways that we can act right now to protect our children before more are killed. The media coverage of these protests is a one-sided conversation, and the left wants to keep it that way. Has anyone suggested to these teens that more gun control will not guarantee their safety? Have they considered that? This is a good opportunity for teenagers to get a reasoned perspective other than the media's single talking point. For starters, here it is. Progressivism tries to convince you that everything good for you, everything that will protect you, comes from the government. That is a lie. It's Wednesday, February 21st. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So there are some disturbing signs uh, that our Second Amendment uh, is is being, the attack on it is being welcomed by a a large number of Americans uh, now, and that this may be the moment of action on the Second Amendment. Uh, I had Stu look into um, all of the polls, and there's one poll that uh, he wants to bring that is is quite disturbing if you're a conservative. So a couple other things here. You have Trump is now looking to support three uh, potential uh, changes to our gun laws. One, bump stocks he announced last night, uh, Which, banning them. I, I, do you have a problem with that? I don't think it's legal. I don't I, think I, he can do it. I don't think so either. Mm-hmm. But I mean, to find the legal way to do it, do you have a problem with that? I, I don't think it's realistic. I mean, we're in the world of 3D printers. The idea that you can't make a that a bump stock ban is is even plausible. Uh, yes, I agree with you. Uh, I don't. I, I so I would say no. And also, I have this uh, thing. There's this uh, thing. It says I don't want to act to limit or undermine or encroach on our Second Amendment rights. Another way of saying that is I don't want to infringe on them um now i can i think you could make a legitimate argument that an accessory like that is not uh, that's skating around the law we've already passed a law that says no automatic well that's we we did pass a law i know that there's a constitution that says no 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 i know that but we've already passed a law this bump stock is just a way to try to skirt around it okay so here's what i'll say on this okay i uh would agree in our current world, uh, the way that we treat the Second Amendment, that the yes. bump stock ban is something that's totally on the table. Yes. I don't think any of this crap is constitutional, to be perfectly honest with you. I don't I, think I, I so. Don't, I, 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 so, you know, if it was a different Supreme Court, I would they would agree with us. So I agree with you that it, this is infringement. Mm-hmm. Um, however, in the world that we're living in, right, it's... Uh, a common sense yeah. gun measure. You're right. Like they meant to, they've tried to ban these weapons. They've passed laws that have banned these weapons. It's been challenged in the Supreme Court and held up. I don't agree with those rulings. Uh, however, that being said, that is where we are. Mm-hmm. And so where we are, I think you're right in that this is a way to go around uh, that rule. That being said, it doesn't technically qualify. You can, I don't think what Trump wants to do now is legal. 
Because what he wants to do now, and this is, I don't think this is motivated by anything bad. I think this is just him. This is his understanding of it. And I think a lot of people would understand it this way. Republicans in Congress the same way, which is, look, this is simulating automatic gunfire. Therefore, it should be illegal because automatic gunfire is illegal in most cases. The way the, the law is written, it talks about an automatic gunfire is you pull the trigger once and a bunch of bullets come out. Right. That is not what a bump stock does. A bump stock helps you fire the gun faster. So I would say, and again, I can't believe I'm harder on the Second Amendment than you of all people, but uh, I would say you can't do it the way that they currently want to do it. Here's 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 where I stand on this again. Yes, it is to get you to fire the gun uh, faster, it's, uh, to, to, to pull, pull the, the trigger, trigger faster. faster. So, yes, technically. But what is the what is the spirit of what we did? Now, I'm just talking about the world that we live in. Yep. Um, bump stocks. How much of a role are bump stocks really playing uh, in anything? It is something that is is trying to skirt around uh, the uh, uh, the automatic weapon thing. And a lot, so, a lot of the people who own them think is not constitutional. Um, again, laws I, are. Technical. I own automatic weapons. Right. I know. Okay. But I live within the law. Exactly. Okay. So I just don't like anything that is skirting around. It's not a big deal. I mean, bump the bump. The almost bumps, nobody has them. Almost nobody I, has them. But I mean, so it's not gonna. It's not really gonna change anything. Take it. Take it. Fine. Take it. I, uh, I, I know. That's a dangerous I know. Thing, but I, I will know. say. And and let's be honest about it. In the world of the internet. Plus 3D printers. Oh, it's good luck banning them. Good, you good will luck. never ban any of this stuff no, anymore. Ridiculous. 3D printing. But I mean, I think it's one of those things that politically speaking, you do it because A, almost no one has them. B, no, there's no support base for them. Yeah. And C, you could give it away with almost losing almost nothing. Correct. So in this world that we live in, let's give it away. Whatever. Yes. Um, the other two are raising uh, the age of gun purchases uh, for uh, for long guns to 21 years old. Okay. So hang on. Let's talk about that. In theory, uh, again, you're infringing on the right. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're old enough to go fight. In the military, in the military and use a gun. You aren't. You're. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Nope. Doesn't make any sense. However, I, I'm not in theory opposed if we are saying it's 21 to drink, and they're saying 21 for handguns. Yeah. So uh, why so, not? So, but again, again, <laughs> the slippery again. slope in action. By the way, on the Glenn Beck program, today. I know, and I, I, I have more of a problem with that one. Because Me too. a you're 18, you're on your own. You're you're now officially an adult. You can go live on your own. Mm-hmm. If you want to go buy your own gun, you can go buy your own gun. If you're old enough to use a gun in the military, you're certainly old enough to use a. If a 16 year old should be able to form our laws on guns, then certainly an 18 year old should be able to uh, buy one. Yeah, I'm a hard no on that one. Okay, frankly. A hard no on yeah, that. Yeah, I don't like that. Uh, and I, I, by the way, the 21-year-old restriction should be removed as well and go back to 18. I mean, I think as an adult, there's the obvious line there. To me, I think it's... But again, I'm okay. way out of the mainstream on this. And then uh, the third one is... Do you remember what it was? You discussed it earlier. Uh, um, it was... Yeah, the oh, background back, check. Increased background checks. And that's where we go for this poll. Increased uh, background checks uh, going deeper. Universal background checks have been something that have been discussed for a long time. Um, and that sounds... That sounds like, okay, yeah, I'm for background checks. But what does that mean? We get into that and this poll next. 
All right. If you are hiring uh, any great people, that's that is just the thing. If you are hiring somebody, you want the best person you can possibly find. If you want to have your business really uh, 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 succeed, you got to find somebody who is just totally in sync with you. There is something better than just posting your job online and praying for the right people to see it. It's ZipRecruiter, a smarter way. They built a platform that finds the right candidates for you. ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for, identifies the people with the right experience, and then invites them to apply for your job. Now, these invitations have revolutionized uh, the way people are finding their next hire. 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in the first day. ZipRecruiter. It doesn't stop there. They know that they're not only inviting the people, but they know that you could be hit with a whole bunch of, uh, you know, an avalanche of of uh, qualified people. So they want to highlight the ones that are the most in sync with what you're looking for. ZipRecruiter. You want to find a great candidate? Find it today. Use it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. Again, use it for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. Glenn Beck Mercury. Glenn Beck. So now let's look at the recent poll numbers uh, and where Americans stand on the issues. So the big headline from this Quinnipiac poll uh, is going to be, and it seems to be so far, uh, that 97% of Americans support requiring background checks for all gun buyers now this is the universal background check that has been tossed around for a long time republicans have generally opposed it uh and uh, it's one of the things that we're talking about now trump seems to be indicating a level of support for it okay so now what this means is i mean everybody has to have a background check unless unless you're a dad giving your gun to your son. Then my son doesn't have to have a background check. I'm giving, I'm just passing it on. Mm-hmm. This would require everyone, any transaction has to now have a background check. And that background check, you know, Cabela's does it for free, but that background check, you know, could be as high as $500. And you also would have to maintain the record for records of the background check for multiple years. So if you're, if someone, if God forbid you sell your gun to, to uh, your son and, he does something he's not supposed to do with it. Uh, they would come to you and say, well, did you get the background check done? Where's your paperwork? So you'd have to hold paperwork on your kids for multiple years to make sure uh, that you could prove all of this. This is something that most people, and this is why the poll is misleading. So you say, do you this support is- or oppose requiring background checks for all gun buyers? Almost everybody says yes. And the reason for that is, of course, that the media has told them that no one gets background checks when they buy guns. It's easier than buying cough medicine. Right. They actually said that they you, said that just the other day, just the other day. Yeah. That is easier to buy cough medicine. They say it's easier than buying a beer. It's easier. All these things. It's not. It's not easier it's than not. those things. Of course. Uh, you know, a, a Chris Cuomo was tweeting someone who said some 20 year old has said in five minutes he bought an uh, AR-15. Afterwards, it was discovered that, uh, no, the kid didn't buy that uh, gun at all. He had just tweeted, uh, what they would call it a, a banana, I believe. Uh, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> remember the apple and banana yeah. story? Yeah. Oh, completely fake. The guy didn't buy the gun. Oh he my just, gosh. He fake, just, fake news. Fake news is another way of putting that. But okay, the poll is 97 to two. It's from Quinnipiac. It's a legitimate pollster. It's a, uh, this is not some, you know, tilted poll, though it is one of the most favorable polls I've ever seen for, for gun control. 
two ways to look at that. Number one, it's we're the country's moving. They're moving mm-hmm. toward in a gun control direction. Mm-hmm. Number two, it's just one poll and it's a little bit of an outlier. I will say that the Washington Post poll from just yesterday isn't nearly as favorable for gun control measures. But this one is going to get a lot of attention because it's 97 to 2. The issue is when you say that, you don't give any specifics about what you're talking about. Almost all gun purchases are already covered by background checks. Uh, so it is not something uh, that that uh, is going to be a mass increase in background checks. There are four uh, there are three basic categories that this falls into that may or may not get background checks. Um, the If the buyer is trying to purchase a gun at a gun show. Now, of course, I have purchased guns at back, uh, gun, sh- uh, gun shows before. And guess what happened when I when I did it? I got a background check. Okay, so this uh, is what this is one of the biggest lies lie. out there. Well, it's it is and it isn't right. You can be an independent person mm-hmm. and you want to sell your one gun and you can sell it at a gun show and make the transaction. But then you don't have to go through a background check. But that is minuscule compared to the amount of guns that are sold and traded at gun shows. When you go to a gun show, you buy it from, a you know, from a vendor they're giving you the background check. That's the way that works. That's the way it works. It's just this small a loophole, small right. group. If you are a private s- citizen and you want to sell your one gun, you can sell it to somebody else. I can give my gun to my son without a background check. So what you find is when you start pulling the specifics of what a universal background check would actually do, the number drops quite a bit from 97%. Now, they asked the question, uh, is the buyer trying to purchase it at a gun show? If they're buying at a gun show, that is 83% support. So right off the bat, you've gone from 97 to 83. Wow. However, that does not include private sales. So the other way of doing this, like if you think of it, um, Glenn, you have a gun and you're selling it to someone not in your family. Just, selling to you. uh, just selling it to me and I purchase it. Do I have to go through a background check for that? They've pulled that separately as well. That number is not 97% either. That number is 70%. Hmm. So now we've dropped all the way down to 70. Now, when we go to if the purchase, uh, the buyer is purchasing a gun from a family member or receiving it as a gift, that number drops from 97% down to 54%. So now you're in a situation where the number is not universal support for the left-wing position, but it is your typical left-right divide, right? Where half the country thinks one way, half the country thinks another way. And you may say, well, okay, you know, that's just one little bit of the background check. Yeah, but that's the stuff that they're talking about. That, yeah, the debate talking all about... exists here. Yeah, it all exists on private sales. The, 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 I know the media, for those who don't own a gun, never done this before, don't listen to the media who says, oh, it's easier than buying cough syrup. It's not. It's, it's not. a pain in the ass. <laughs> it is a giant pain in the ass. Yeah. Um, and you're like, honestly, I've been to Cabela's and I wanted to buy something. And then I've looked over where they do the background check and I'm like, yeah, forget it. I mean, it's a pain in the ass, yep. but we all do it. Everybody does it. 99% of all guns sold are sold that way. And you get a background check. Should you, should my son have to go through a background check to get my gun? N- no. No, he's my son. I'm transferring my property to my son. What if your son's bad? Well, what if your son is Adam Lanza? Well, then my Adam son, Lanza, then my son what, happens to be Adam Lanza, and may God have mercy on his soul. 
that's the thing. And and this is what what's going to happen because once you get to the point where they allow background checks for you to sell your kids guns, they will say anyone else in the home when you buy a gun also must be background checked. It makes no yep. sense. The Adam Lanza rule will eventually be something the left pushes for, which if is If you have somebody in your if you have a teenager in your home that is is suffering from depression or is on uh, medication, uh, do you have a weapon in the home? You've got to get rid of the weapon in the home. Or we can, the state can take the child away for now mm-hmm. until, you know, I mean, that's where we're headed because what happens? You have a child that's violent. You have guns in the home? Well, they could get, no. That's where this is headed. If you want to look at uh, some of the other polling stuff here, uh, 66% support stricter gun laws. Um, that's up from 52% in 2015. So there has been some movement, or this poll is an outlier. We, we'll see, I think, as more polling I comes think in. It's, I think it's movement myself. Dangerous movement. Back in a minute. Glenn Beck. Mercury. This is the Glenn Beck Program. A lot of people questioning God today. I mean, how can God let us live in a world where Billy Graham is gone and Pat Gray arrives? Welcome to the program, Pat Gray. Wow, I'm sure that was positive for me. Uh, <laughs> I should probably mention I didn't have anything to do with Billy leaving. Well, that's what we uh, that's what we'd expect you to say, Pat. Of course, yeah, right. Of course. Obviously, you're going to say that. Um, <laughs> but where were you last night about 3 a.m.? I really did not suspect foul play when he died at 99. That was not my first uh, That instinct. is the genius of Pat's plan. Mm, okay. mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. And he has no motive whatsoever. Right. <laughs> So, wow, but his wife was asleep at three. Uh huh. Sure. You, you remember those crusades he did where he would, at his peak, do 18 a year? It's like one and a half a month. So, every six weeks, the guy would would fill 50,000 seat stadiums. Just it, pretty incredible. Yeah, he was he pretty was, incredible. He was amazing. Also, yeah. a sign of another era that he like was, and I mean this in a in the PC way, but like he was allowed to use the word crusades. Like, I mean, that, yeah. Yeah. obviously, like uh, that has now been this thing you're not supposed to say. Not that he would have cared, by the way. I don't know. Maybe it was mm-hmm. controversial even at the time. Um, but, no, I don't think so. But now it's like crusades. How dare you? What are you yeah. saying? You want to recreate the crusades? Can you imagine that? Uh, imagine <laughs> that's know, what they would say now. You know, yeah. when I was I was um, in his office and he had a um, he had a picture of uh, of him uh, and I I think he was on stage with Martin Luther King, but I remember seeing the stadium, and um, I asked him. I said, you know, what's what's that? And he said, uh, that was a night. And I've looked. I've tried to find uh, the picture in his uh, book, and I can't find it. But uh, he said that was a night. I don't remember where it was in the South. He said when, um, uh, you know, everybody was all up in arms about, you know, segregation and and black and white issues. And he said um, Martin Luther King uh, was speaking and I was speaking. And he said we I had the audience. Uh, I told them to get up and sit next to somebody who's not your color. Imagine in the early wow. 1960s doing that in the South. Wow. I mean, he was. Did people do it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. He said it was great. Yeah. He said it was great. He said, but, you know, that's who Jesus is. <laughs> so anyway, 
Um, Pat, what's on your mind today? Well, speaking of uh, evangelists, uh, Jim Baker is back. <gasps> oh, oh, good. He's back. Okay. Good. Apparently, he's been back for a little while. Of course, he did, what, five years, I think, in prison. Yeah. Uh, but he's rebuilt a new ministry. Mm. And it's it's Is Tammy Faye still with him? No, Tammy no. Faye's actually lost us. Uh, we, we lost her. Oh, we uh, lost her. We lost her. We lost Tammy Faye. Yeah. Uh, Tammy Faye died in 2007. Oh, that's too bad. Wow, I missed that news. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> one of her uh, eyelashes fell off and broke her neck. I think really? is what happened. It was really, really sad. wow. Okay, really sad. stop it. Stop so, it. Okay. <laughs> it's... No, she, um, she. He's remarried. She remarried. You might recall pretty quickly after he went to jail. Married his best friend. Really? Yeah. I don't remember any of this. This yeah. is going to be an incredible movie. At some yeah. Point. yeah. I, I mean, and it just got me to thinking about uh, uh, Jessica Hahn and the whole situation that brought down the scandal. And don't. as some wacky radio no, guy in Phoenix, that. Arizona, who don't. hired uh, Jessica Hahn to do the weather. Because Jessica Hahn, you, if you don't remember, she was the playboy. Wasn't she yeah. like a playboy bunny uh-huh. that uh-huh. kind of like the... Yeah, there was, jumped in the middle of that relationship. There was a, a show bit. in Phoenix at the time. No. Oh gosh, uh, that thought it was a good idea to hire her. Hired like paid her yeah, money. Paid her money to just come in and do the weather. And she was like their weather bunny or something. Uh, so well, I I will tell you that I think the person that did that mm-hmm. uh, was uh, talking to her, and she said. You know, I've always wanted to do what you do. And I said, or he said, (laughs) (laughs) oopsie daisy. He said, well, have you ever done that before? And she said, no. And I said, so, well, you could, uh, we could, how about a 30 day contract? You can be the weather bunny and you can do the weather and, you know, and, you know, you can practice off air and try to see if there's a show. And if there's a show, great. And so she was with us for about 30 days. Or it's a fantastic days, idea. Got you so much coverage. I actually, <laughs> so I, much coverage. I actually grew to like her. She was. Uh, was she? Yeah, nice. she was. She was very nice. Yeah. Um, uh, she was very open about it privately. She was very open about the whole Jim Baker thing. And and, the, you know, Did she talk about it on the air when you. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cause she, I mean, because that's what people would want. Right. They'd want to hear her side of it. Yeah, so she, she did do she, that. She did do that. She, yeah. I mean, she this was, was shortly before we got together, so I wasn't there at the yeah, time, which she is was, why I don't know some of these. She things. was, um, she was uh, regretful. Yeah, very regretful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, she was very humble. She was very giving and kind. She really was. She was very generous and kind. You know, this was thirty-one years ago now. Shut Jeez. up. Thirty-one years. I just that floors me. I just got where has the time gone? <laughs> I, I looked at my father, my, my, my in-laws are staying with us, and I looked at my father, and because I just had my birthday, and I said, Dad, I believe you were 54 when we met. I am Ooh, now my... You're 54. I am now my father-in-law's wow. age when I met him to I ask him... I hate realizations like that. Oh, my gosh. It was like... Chilling. Oh, my gosh. And look at you now, Dad. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Where did the time go? I'm gonna. I'm next. The next time I have this realization, I'll be your age now. <laughs> Sad. This happens to all the time uh, with sports. Like I mean, you yeah. know, Tom Brady just lost. He lost the Super Bowl to the Philadelphia Eagles. If you didn't catch that news, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I mean, people talked about it all the time. Of like, this guy's amazing. 
he's 40 years old and he's yeah. still doing this this is incredible I'm like i just turned 42 <laughs> I, I, the people are saying he's it's incredibly he's like a superhuman to be able to walk at this point in his life and i'm older than, i'm older than basically thank god adam vinatieri is still in the league because he's 45 and he's still going to continue so I still, as long as he's still there. But yeah. I mean, that's it's basically every professional athlete available. But I'm older than. Could we? Could could we go to something, Stu, that we're working on for the future? Um, uh, we're doing a, a chalkboard series on society splinters. Yeah. And the last one is about technology and how it's either going to be utopia or or death, one of the two. <laughs> uh, and. Uh, um, we were talking about the things that they are predicting now to come in 2030. Correct me if I'm, I'm wrong on this. In 2030, they believe Ray Kurzweil is predicting an end to disease. No AIDS, no cancer, uh, no epilepsy, no, none of that. In 12 years? In 12 years. Ah, that would be great. And then how long do you live if there's no diseases? I mean, because we always say this, this idea of natural causes mm -hmm. is not real, right? Like, there's no reason you have to die at that point medically. Now, you could talk about, uh, you know, spiritually and, 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 and go into those realms. But when you talk about medical, like... The, the, the what you're, you're you've got cells that are dying usually yeah, your heart wears a, out right there you know there could be something like uh you know a uh, the, the uh, gosh i'm thinking of i can't think of the heart attack word. heart attack whatever it is right <laughs> like it could be anything right uh, something that that but there, if you prevent those things uh it, there's no reason you die at yeah. 80 or 90 mm -hmm. like those with you have cells dying you have things happening inside your body if you can prevent all those things with let's say nanotechnology which is one of the things they think can do it i mean you don't need to die at 100 you can well, just keep going and going and going and you might not want that with the population explosion that would result from that we'd run out of food and then you'd have to find a place for old people let's say at 65 they retire mm -hmm. and then you yeah. send them to a really nice place. But what, what place? Yeah, would but that be? you know, with all the investigative research being done by certain people, somebody might poke around and find out where those old people are going, and that's to a plant where they're killed and turned into food. <laughs> oh my gosh! And well, then someone wait, this, discovers what color would it be? Soylent greenish people. <laughs> Can I tell you something? That's, that's, what that's not going to happen because... <laughs> I've seen that documentary. Yeah, yeah. it's that, a good documentary. That's not going to happen because uh, there is this new thing that we're going to start doing, and you're going to have like a little uh, like a little crystal in the center of your hand, mm -hmm. uh, and when that crystal changes color, then you go to... Uh, it's like a, a, a big ceremony in a stadium where wow. you're where really? you're mm -hmm. you're called to go to someplace great. Oh, oh like wow. a beautiful island yeah. and everything's perfect well, there? Yeah. yeah, I mean, they kill you, um, oh. but... Well, huh. But that'll be... <laughs> you're supposed to tell us that part no. of the story, huh? I don't think you're supposed to... Yeah, not well, no, advance. it's because... Maybe we should it's, find that out no, later. No, it's because one of the... The only reason why we found this out is because one of the guys who was one of the... He would, he would track the runners. Uh, and he, uh -huh. some people were like, hey, I'm not going to a happy place. And he's like, no, of course you're going to a happy place. Well, he found out. I can't remember his name, Logan or something. And he found out that he <laughs> that that they were telling the truth. It wasn't a happy place. They were killing him. Wow. Really? Yeah. Wow. wow. I missed that documentary. Yeah. So mm -hmm. anyway. That's what happens when technology yeah. gets too good. 
So maybe we shouldn't root for that. There's really no, <laughs> there's not a lot of movies where they're just like, you know what? Turned out great. Yeah, it turned you out know really what? well. I got to say, really this is a well. lot better. I mean, you think about it. Blade Runner, uh, Gattaca. What was that one with? Uh, Star Trek. Star Trek. Star, Star Trek all, turns out. Yeah, Star, yeah, Star Trek, Trek is the well. only one, really. There's yeah. a lot of, uh, there's a lot of conflict. In Star but that's Trek, because. Right? Yeah, but that's because, that's not because of humans or men. No, that's because of other planetary people. Yeah. Right, but it's still, you're dealing now with the interplanetary people, so that yeah. becomes part of your life too, right? Yes. There was that, remember they had that movie that came no, out? No, I want a giant space fence. <laughs> there you- By the way, have you heard the latest controversy on Black Panther? I love it. Yes. It's uh, action-packed with a ton of diversity, but no gays. Oh, no. No, oh, no. gays. Oh, no. Uh, I can't believe the hatred. The, hate. the, the hate. phobia. So now you must include, no matter what, whether it fits in the story or not, a homosexual relationship? Yes. 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 I'm going to have to insist that, that you also include a polygamist relationship. How dare you? Why how isn't dare you compare those two things? How you can dare control you? How many people I love? How dare you? I well, don't think so. Uh, if you're going to go there, I think it's only fair because you can't question or stop love. No, you can't. Uh, no, that's true. I mean, I don't know why you can't have, you know, familial love as well represented well, in every adults, movie. There's adults. no reason exactly for that. Right. No reason for exactly that. Right. We, we're not going to restrict in any way your, your chance of loving uh, others mm-hmm. just the only controversy here is marriage right and yeah. you can have sex with as many people as you want and if you criticize that then you're an old-timey uh, bastard right uh, but if you say you want to marry them then it's so bad that we can't even use it as a comparison to anything else you know you know who else <laughs> is underrepresented in all of our movies you almost never see it are people who pleasure themselves Where's their love? Where's the self-love? Where is that depicted? Great point. Not in very many movies. Now, Jeffy, if he were here, he would tell you there are a lot of movies about (laughs) that. He would tell you Uh, that. You know, I would. (laughs) I would like to say that I think the only uh, the only people that are really uh, underrepresented in today's movies and television normal people that are just yeah, just regular. Oh my gosh, I. Didn't That's you just say regular people? Normal. Normal. You just said regular. You just said people oh who oh date their brothers and Wait. sisters are not normal. Uh, you just oh said. He just said. Oh my gosh! I am so hateful. Sorry. Okay, I'm going to go to a camp for a few days. Okay. I'll be back. Oh yeah, and... it's a happy place. It's an island. You'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> Pack Ray Unleashed coming up on the Blaze Radio and TV networks. You can get the podcast as well. Don't forget about that on iTunes or wherever podcasts are sold for free. I don't, don't I know where that the, store is. but It's a low price sale going on all the time. <laughs> free. Okay, can you imagine taking your car on a 100-day test drive? I can. I can. Having a pair of new shoes, having 100 days to walk around and see how comfortable they are. Oh, I wish my wife would do that, but she'd still buy them and then wear them. And then immediately after leaving the house, she'll say, I can't wait to take these shoes off. Anyway... If, you know, uh, a test drive would change things for you, if you would learn something and then do something about it, it's a good thing, right? Casper is giving you 100 nights to test your Casper mattress in your own home with their 100-night sleep challenge. 100 nights. You're going to get a great night's sleep. Casper mattress, a unique combination of foams that provide the right pressure relief and alignment so you feel perfectly balanced and comfortable. And it ships free right to your door. If you don't love it, they're going to come and pick it up for free. They'll give you a full refund. 
nothing to lose, no questions asked. Casper, when the choice uh, to test a mattress is actually sleeping on it for 100 nights in your home or going to a store and flopping around on a dozen or so mattresses with your clothes and shoes on, I think this is a no-brainer. Take Casper's 100-night sleep challenge. You'll love the mattress. You'll love it. I know it because I love mine. Casper. Go to Casper.com right now. Use promo code Beck. He'll save $50 on select mattresses. That's promo code Beck. Terms and conditions do apply. Glenn Beck Mercury. Glenn Beck. Let me give you some of the uh, Facebook comments. Um, Stella wrote in. How stupid the NRA has nothing to do with the school shooting. Go after the FBI for not investigating the tips they got on that killer. Don't go after the FBI. Let's just find out what happened and let's fix the damn problem. Paul Smith, I'm sure there are any number of cities that will gladly take the millions of dollars that the NRA convention will mean to its host city because Dallas has said the NRA should go find another city. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed that I live in Dallas. Um, on the special that we've been doing this week with these amazing women, and there's another one tonight you just don't want to miss, uh, Holly wrote in, Glenn, thank you for focusing on this. These women are truly amazing. I can't imagine what they've lived through. Their courage is inspiring. Frank, uh, thanks for shedding light on this, Glenn. It amazes me how the rest of the media is so silent. Uh, And Tasha, I cried this whole episode. God bless these women. They are inspiring inspiring incredible uh and you you don't want to miss it it's it's amazing in this world of hashtag me too and we've got to stand up for women Hmm. how silent the media is uh on on what the nazarene fund and our is is doing um it's almost if it's not really about that it is almost like that an underinformed person would think maybe it's political right Mm -hmm. (laughs) an underinformed person If you actually want to make a difference, if you actually care about changing the world for the better, man, make sure you join us tonight, 5 p.m., only on theblaze.com slash TV. Glenn Beck, Mercury.